Okay, let us begin, Be'ezer Hashem. We're in the midst of Pirish HaSheni. The Pirish of the Chelek HaSheni, the Chelek Sheni, which the Chavis is addressing in terms of the appropriate Bitochen. And uh, he discussed that we're talking about additional wealth, besides for the wealth that a person needs for himself to sustain himself, a person can be given, if it is so ordained by Shamayim, a person can be given additional wealth. So now he's going to explain. We're not going to have to add too much to his words. He says over here, very, very important, you say this. It's a very, very famous song that people know, If I Were a Rich Man. So he's going to, he's going to address this now. The one problem is, is that many people don't even think that they're rich because they compare themselves to other people. They say, well, that guy is wealthier than I am, so I'm not really rich, so I'm not in that category. So a person has to be honest with himself. Rich means here that a person has more than he needs. And this is not only he's talking about wealth in terms of financial wealth, but the truth is it goes with other resources. It goes with wealth of talent, wealth of knowledge, wealth of abilities, that he has more than just for himself. What is a person's attitude supposed to be when he has more than he needs just for himself? Says the Chavis HaVavaz V'yesh, Shemanik HaBeirei Tarfei Rabim Mibnei Adam Al Ish Echod Mehem There are times where HaKadosh Baruch Hu will make it, he will arrange it, that the livelihood of many people will be dependent and will be given through one person. And there will be one person who will be the conduit to give parnasa, to give livelihood, to sustain, to support through one person. Why does Hashem do that? Why doesn't Hashem just provide every person, every individual exactly what they need? Says the Chavos of Others, the reason why Hashem could arrange it like this, that there will be one person who will be in charge of many, who will be in charge of dispensing income Support to many is lahavchin bezavidosilekimrosa. It's just merely and purely a test. It's a test for this individual. Will he keep his Avaida Sashem? Will he rebel against his Avaida Sashem? The and this could be one of those strongest way of testing. This could be one of the best tests that can be given to a person whether he's going to do his responsibilities in terms of Avodah Hashem or the opposite. As a symbol, Marshal is Kamelach. Kamelach, like we find by a king, Shehumatrith, that he's also an individual who has in charge of many, who has to dispense. To many, their food, their sustenance. For example, Chelo Yavod of his army, his his servants, Vechenasorim, his officers, Veroye Yamelech Vasaganim, all the whole higher echelon of his kingdom, his Mishorsim, his Mishorshim, Mishorsim, all different facets of the kingdom. Asher Sivivoyseim, Kitoz Meavdeim, Shamashoshayim, Upikideim. All of these people are under his charge where the king has to make sure that he's going to provide for his army, for his servants, for his accountants, for his advisors, and for the wives and the relatives 
Ba'avuram, so the king, in the example that he's giving, or this person that the Chavis Amomis is talking about. And because the person will will describe it that he's under a certain amount of pressure, because he is in charge, because he's responsible with taking care of so many and supporting so many who are under him, so there's a certain amount of pressure that he's he pursues ways of a, of accumulating money. You know, as the pressure gets to the person, I mean, we could uh, we could uh, appreciate this. The example of a person has a uh, a multi-million dollar company, and his payroll every month is hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, well, what happens if there's some sort of catastrophe? There's some sort of a global virus, and the person's stuck. I heard the Maisa like this right before Yom Tov, right before Pesach. A very wealthy Jew who has hundreds and hundreds of employees and indeed his monthly payroll is in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. The virus hit before Yom Tif. There was a stop. There was a halt on, on commerce. He didn't want to lose all of his employees. He didn't want to shut down his business. He certainly hoped that this would pass quickly. But he didn't have enough cash. He needed to borrow. He needed to borrow a few million dollars just to make payroll for the next few months. So there's tremendous pressure that someone like this, who has so many people under his charge, it's a lot of pressure. And that pressure could cause the person to go after ways and means of being makabit's money, miponim toivim viroim. Good ways, and unfortunately, evil ways and the wrong way. Illegal. Illegal not only in terms of Dina the Mahusa, Dina not only illegal in terms of the law, but illegal in terms of halacha. Person has to know what the Chayshin Mishpat rules, what the Dinam of Chayshin Mishpat are. And sometimes a person, out of the pressure, under this pressure that he is, he tries to cut corners. He tries to cut corners even halachically. Says the Chavazovas, what's so foolish about this? This fool is Yitah upon him. He's really making a mistake on three fronts. Echon Mayhem, one is. We're trying to gather money. Because he's going to end up getting exactly what Hashem has decided to give him. But he's doing it in illegal ways. He's doing it in disgraceful ways. It's disgraceful because he's going against what the halacha permits. He's doing it in bad ways. And if he would seek just to do it with the ways that are permitted, he would get his desire, he would get to really what he wants. And others, Ashkarish Baruch, who gives every person exactly what is destined for him. So whether he does it through a an illegal way, whether he does it through a sly way, through a crooked way, he's going to get the money perhaps, but he would have gotten it anyway. And if he would have done it in the proper way, he would have reached his desire. If he would have done it in the proper way, the way the Torah permits, then he would have gotten his money that he needed. And he would also, he would have also ended up and fulfilled 
He's keeping the laws of Torah. And keeping his share in the world to come instead of losing it by doing geneva as stealing. Overcharging. Geneva's das being deceitful. There's so many things that Chayshem Mishpat talks about. There's hundreds and hundreds of simonim in Chayshem Mishpat that a person who's in business really has to be aware of. At least he has to be aware of where he has to ask Kashayla. And he would not have lacked anything from what Hashem has, has given. A simple mushal that's given. A person is walking in the desert and he's getting very thirsty and he feels he must drink. He doesn't know how much longer he's going to make. He must drink. And he sees a, he sees a small puddle. So he goes, eh, it looks clean enough to drink. So scoops up some water with his fist, and he drinks it. It's it's warm, it's not very tasty, the water, but at least it quenches his thirst. He walks a little bit, and ten minutes later he comes to a beautiful oasis of clean, fresh, cold water that he's able to satiate himself. And he says, how silly I was that I couldn't wait, and instead I took the, the warm, yuchi water instead of waiting for this beautiful, clean, fresh water that is quenching my thirst. And so it is with this person. The person is under pressure. He's very thirsty. He, he's, there's a lot of tension. He has to get the, the payroll out. He has, he has so many people under his charge. There's so many people that he's, that he's giving to, that he's supporting, that he's, he's feeling proud and good that he's able to give them. And yet he's under this pressure. How am I going to do it? How am I going to do it if I don't cut corners? So he starts cutting corners. And if you don't realize, he's going to get the same amount. Nothing's going to be lacking. So that's the first mistake. The first mistake of this person, this wealthy person who is, indeed, Hashem has given enough wealth for him to dispense to others. And his first test is, because it's for a test, he says, is that he tries to do so in ways that are not permitted by the Torah. He's only going to end up at the same place he would have, and now he's going to lose keeping the Torah and lose Olamai, his Scharn Olamai. And the second mistake, Again, let's sing the song again. If I were a rich man, and this person says, well, I'm a rich man, but obviously Hashem must like me a lot, and He uh, permitted me to live lavishly. This person thinks, that he thinks that everything that has come to him in terms of financial success, who that's for him. It's in order, it's his terev This is his parnosa. And as some people get a parnosa, just the basic needs, he gets his parnosa. That's 10 times the amount that he needs, but it's all terev It's all for himself. And he doesn't understand. His mistake is he doesn't realize that all income, all money provided to a person could be divided up into three categories. Echad Mayhem, category number one, is Terev Mezaynay, his livelihood, what he needs, what the person needs to sustain himself in this world. Says the Chavis of Ovis. And he says you can take this to the bank. 
Chavetz says, says Rabbeinu Bachya, that every person in this world is guaranteed to have food that he needs to sustain himself. Terev Mezayne, the, the, the muzzin that he needs, which is Kulkalaz Gufal Bulvat, what he needs to sustain himself and nourish himself to, to eat what he needs to survive. That is guaranteed from Hashem. Everyone who is living until the end of his days. Now when it's time for him to die, the Mashkiach said that it could be. Some people Hashem decided they'll die of starvation. There were cases like that. The Chumash talks about it in the Klala. There was cases like that in the Mulchama. But the Pshat is not that Hashem is is, is saying, this portion I won't provide for. This is the end of his days. This is how he's going to die. So that's a separate cheshbet. But anybody who's going to be living, Hashem provides with his nourishment. Shani, the second reason, the second category why a person would have wealth is teref mazin zolosai. That's for all those who need to be provided for, aside for him. Who's that? Who's con- concluded in that category? Me'isha ubonim. His own wife and children, ba'avodim, his servants who mesharsim, those who who take care of him, ba'adaymalem, and others, people under his charge. Now here, ve'inenu muftach murelikim lechol abruim. This is not guaranteed to every single person that he's going to have enough to provide for everybody under his charge. Elulasigulamayem, those who are treasured and liked by Hashem, b'tanam yuchodim, with certain conditions. This sometimes will come to a person. And sometimes will be held back from a person. In other words, what a person is decreed and ordained what he's supposed to get, he's going to get. Whether he does so in illegal ways or legal ways, it's going to come to him. And therefore it's wise to do so in ways that are legal, shouldn't get in trouble with the law, in ways that the terror permits. That's what he's supposed to get. But in terms of categorically what is coming to him, there's what's coming for himself, guaranteed. What's coming for those who are under his charge, sometimes it comes, sometimes it doesn't. In accordance to which the way HaKadosh Baruch has judged, sometimes doing so with great chesed, sometimes with strict judgment, sometimes allowing that to come, sometimes not. The Hashlishi, a third category of sort of of the wealth of a person, how it should be categorized, besides what he needs for himself, when he needs for those who are under his responsibility and charge. The third is tariff Kenyan, that a person is given acquisitions, possessions, that is not there for any benefit, not of himself, and not of people under his charge. So what does he have it for? He's just simply a custodian. He's there to watch it. And to guard it. Hashem sometimes provides great wealth to a person. And it's only by Him for a certain amount of time just to be there to watch it for the real person who was intended for. was going to be ultimately inherited by somebody else. Or Shayeva Mimeno will be lost by him. The fool thinks, Everything that Hashem has provided me with all of this wealth, 
He's repeating this idea. The fool thinks, listen, Hashem gave me all this money. He must be that he wanted me to use it for myself. The Kilkalis Gufay. He must be wanting me to spend it on myself. You know, I do have uh, a winter home. I have a summer home. I have a vacation home. But I still have extra money. Must be Hashem wants me to buy a little bit more, spend a little bit more. So he runs after it and he tries to use it. But it could be that the whole purpose of all of this great wealth that he has amassed, which he's thinking of all different ways of what he could do with it, how he could spend it in his remaining years. Meanwhile, it was just gathered to him. You know what it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be that after he dies, his wife will remarry, and that fellow will be the the one who will be able to enjoy all of that wealth. Or his stepson. His wife will remarry, and in that second marriage there will be children who come in with that second marriage, and all of this person's wealth was all accumulated to provide for them. And sometimes Nebuchadnezzar could be, and the person will be eating himself up in the next world. Sometimes it will be ending up in the hands of his greatest enemy will sometimes end up with his wealth. So here Chavis Avavis is telling us, again, just to, to recap quickly, there are times when a person has extra wealth because he is given that to be, to be able to be provide for other people. And Hashem gives it to a person as a test. Let's see if you use your money wisely that I give you. Are you going to give it properly to the people under your charge? Are you going to get it properly? Are you going to get your parnos in the right way? And keep your Torah and keep your Elam Abba. And a person will make a mistake thinking, no, he must get that. He has to get, he, he's under pressure. He has to get a hold of the money no matter what. Mistake number one. Mistake number two, he thinks that all of the money that he has is just for his own usage. And it's not. It's divided into a few different categories. For himself, for those who are under him, or a third category could be only to be there for other people. And with that, without realizing that, a person will not use his money wisely. Vashlishi, ready? That's the third one. We'll have to wait a minute tomorrow night to see Vashlishi, the third mistake that a person can make with the wealth that he is given. We'll hold it here.